Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters, and we are happy to be here today. I'm Leanne Dolan. I'm here in Los Angeles at the Wondery Sunset Studio. I'm a writer and producer, and Julie, I'm sitting in Liz's chair today. Oh, does she know that, Leanne? Shh, don't tell her. Okay, okay, that's right. Liz is not here. She started, she's staying strong, which she said was her motto for the month of December. Finishing but she strong. Sta- Finishing started strong. her, or finish strong. Yeah. Staying strong, whatever. She's strong, <laughs> and she's not here. And she's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, and I'm Julie Dolan, just fumbling along here in <laughs> Dallas, Texas. Um, I'm, I'm a podcaster like my sister. I'm an empty nester, an urban nana. And Leanne, I just want to start the show with a $5 satellite sister shout out uh, for the highest and best use of the internet. Ooh. And that goes to yesterday. Did you realize that Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is now number one on the Billboard charts 25 years after its debut? How, how about that? What what caused that? What caused the show? I think there was just a lot of people on the internet wanted it to be number one, and they just made I it mean, happen. As, as our niece Ruthie says, if you don't love this song, I can't be your friend. Right, I, and that's really <laughs> it is. That's really the way I feel about it. Yeah, it's a great song. I think it's also inspirational that twenty five years after its debut, it hits number one. So. I mean, stay strong, finish strong, you know, uh, just keep hope alive for everything that you're involved in, right? Yeah. I, I think no one is having more fun than Mariah Carey right now, too. She seems to be out and about and just saying what she wants and doing what she wants to do. So good for Mariah. That's good. All right, Julie. Uh, so we're finished fumbling. Is that our motto, Liz? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, it's a good thing then we have a guest on the show today who's going to bail us out in the second segment. We have Claire Tansy coming back. Now, Claire was a very popular guest last year on Satellite Sisters. Her book, Uncomplicated, has become a fan favorite, taking the Mm -hmm. stress out of home cooking. So last year was a treat to have Claire in the studio, but she lives in Toronto, Canada, if I'm not mistaken. She is going to call in today, and she is answering all of the Satellite Sisters' questions about holiday meal prep. She went ahead and went to our Facebook group. She she produced her own segment. She said, hey, do you have any questions? <laughs> and people people posted their questions. People so. had a lot of questions, Leanne. Yeah. This is the time of year where you freak out, right? right. I right. mean, you know, you have family and friends showing up for the holidays, and you're supposed to cook something, right. you know? Uh, and you're trying to uh, finish or stay strong. Yeah. Yeah. So that she is going to answer your questions. And we're going to talk to her about what she's up to next. So happy to have Claire back. Also, later on in the show, Julie, if you are a duck 
or if you are a badger, I have uh-huh. Rose Parade and Rose Bowl insider tips for you. I updated I mean, my... You have a unique position, Leanne. Uh, you, I, I mean... You really should be Miss Pasadena at some point, but you, you know, you are, you actually live very close to the Rose Bowl. So you know all the ins and outs of how to, of what to do and how to do it, right? I, in my 27 years of residency in Pasadena, I have become something of a parade expert. Julie, so I'm going to share my tips for you, but maybe you're coming to the parade because you have a child who's playing in a band or you've, it's been on your bucket list and you're just coming. I have some insider tips for you. And Julie, what are you, what are you up to? on today's show. Oh, well, Leon, I'm going to share with you, you know, last week I started my Urban Nanas um, book club, and these are books that you can give to the young people in your life. So I did sort of early children or, you know, young children last uh, last week. This week I've picked out some books for readers that are anywhere between 8 and 12, and I've got some winners. You may <laughs> You may want to read some good, of these books. Good, good. Right? All and right. I take a strong stance on graphic novels. So you better uh, better listen up. <laughs> I, you know, I may have the opposite stance. I don't know. I'm no, guessing. No, you may not, Leanne. Okay. You I'm, may not. Oh, okay. You'll, you'll I'm, see. I'm excited okay. to hear. I'm excited to hear. All right. We're going to get right to it, though, with some holiday material. Um First, here's the deal. As many of you know, uh, I am recovering from abdominal surgery for colon cancer. I'm about nine weeks out now. And people keep saying, Leanne, how you doing? Which I appreciate. And I keep saying, I'm about 80% of the way there. (laughs) So I think that's a fair assessment. I'm not 100% of the way there on any front. Uh, But I'm about 80% of the way there. So as I like broach the holiday season, I'm thinking, this is not the year to go 100% all in because I am not 100% all in. And then I remembered this expert we had on Satellite Sisters. It was probably 15 years ago, now that I'm saying this, who uh-huh. gave me a single piece of advice that I have used all the time. Now, I wish I could remember the expert's name or... <laughs> or it's a any, detail, Ian. Just, any, just anything so, about It's all that. right. You're only 80%, okay? You got... You got most of the story correct. Okay, keep going. But the key is that I was like a young mom with young kids working six days a week and trying to figure out how I was going to pull off Christmas. And this expert said, you know, you don't have to take all the decorations out every year. And it kind of blew my mind at the time because I had boxes and boxes of Christmas decorations, mainly that mom had given me, you know, that I felt responsible to bring up out of the basement and put out and take down every single year, all the decorations. And I just thought, oh, that had never occurred to me that I can some years go big, some years go small, some years do this, some years do that. So I am actually still using that piece of wisdom for this Christmas. And it's I'm not just applying it to decorations. I'm applying it to everything, whether it's I used to entertain Christmas Eve, Christmas morning, uh-huh. Christmas night. That's too much. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing that. I, you know, as part of your post-care team, Leanne, uh, I'm, I'm proud of you because right. it's, it's, it's hard to say no. It's hard to like cut back. It's hard because I know you want to do it yeah, and, you, I you enjoy know, it. and you, and that you enjoy that kind of activity. But, uh, but some years that's just not the right way to go. You right. Know? I'm, al- I'm also finding I'm still fatigued and, and things like long, like a lot of conversation or parties with a lot of people that that's still pretty draining for me. So yep. just not doing a lot of that. So it's going to be a very simplified holiday season, but I pass that along to anyone who's 
struggling to sort of live up to the expectations that everybody seems to set except ourselves, that you don't have to take out all the decorations every year. You know, they're okay. still there the next year. So that, okay. that's Write my... Write that down. That's, 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 I wrote it that's, down. Good. That's a, that's a good thought, Leanne. And it really segues into what, uh, what we're going to talk about um, this morning is that we asked on our Facebook group about the non-material gifts that you like to give this season. Because uh, we put it out there to the Satellite Sisterhood, and I just knew we were going to get great answers because because people are so kind and they do great things and you don't, you know, and sometimes it doesn't, you know, entail running to the mall and or going on the internet and buying a lot of presents. So I wanted to share with you and with everyone listening, some of the great non-material gifts that uh, people in the Satellite Sisterhood are giving this year. The first category is the gift of time. And Joan wrote to us and she's a single mom and she said when her children were younger, you know, she had to do everything and she had to get them gifts and it was, a, you know, a struggle. But as they moved into their, um, you know, middle years, middle school years, the, like the expectation for gifts just became prohibitive. You know, I mean, every 13 right. year old wants like the iPhone watch or the new, you know, iPhone 11. And, you know, you just can't do that. Right. So she came up with the idea of she plans to do special things with her children over the holidays and that's her gift to them and she's found that those are those special experiences that she does with each of the ch children is the you know most memorable you know than anything she's ever given also liza wrote to us same thing she she likes to organize and give as her gift fun days with aunt liza <laughs> Don't oh, you want one cute. of those, Leanne? Yes, you know? I do. Yes. You know, you know, we are lucky. Uh, we have, you know, uh, we have terrific aunts. Uh, I have them on both sides. And, uh, you know, they have done wonderful things for our, you know, for our children. And I'm just grateful for aunts and uncles because that's a great gift to give. Fun yes. days with Aunt Liza. I like that. Uh, second group, it's solidly, there is a ham fan category. These are <laughs> people are buying Hamilton tickets, you know, Jill and Laurie, Anne and Barb. Uh, and I think that's great to have an experience, a show, you know, that is that is something really special and memorable and such a good gift. Yeah, an investment, though. But but yes. an excellent oh, yeah. gift. Now, these are these yes. are, I, I, we, we, these are on a sliding price sliding scale. Sliding price now, scale. Okay. Okay. Now next category, and I love this, is lending a hand category of a gift. And Donna, Donna, I would like you know I think that she has come up with a great idea. She has a son, and and the family is very busy. Working parents, children. So what she is giving as her gift this year is she is going to fold laundry for the family. <laughs> now, she's going to be fluffing and folding, but not washing, Leanne, okay? She, she's not washing. And I think this is brilliant because I can just remember, like, just hours spent you know, folding laundry uh, when the kids were younger. I, I do want to ask a follow-up question of Donna. Does she put the laundry away? That's right, what I right. would like to know because <laughs> that's a whole nother step. And I found that my sons used to put the fold, clean folded laundry under their beds, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking, like, Donna, you're going to have plenty of time to listen to Satellite Sisters podcast, folding all that laundry. So good for you. 
That's yeah, a good that, gift. It, that is a good gift. Cheryl is giving the gift of soup of the month. Oh, Sign me up, Cheryl. I wow. would like some lentil soup. Wouldn't you love that? To yes. Have, what a good gift. Bring yes. over some soup once a month. Okay. Becky, dessert of your choice. Ooh. Okay. Lemon meringue pie, <laughs> Becky. <laughs> Wouldn't you just like when you're having a rough day? Just, right. Just dial up Becky. Okay, bring it over now. I want the cherry pie, Becky. You know? Okay. Good. Those are good ones. People, action category, Mm Leanne. Wind tunnels, zip lines, subscriptions to museums, zoos. How about pooling your money to go um, on a vacation together later on? That's, sure. I saw that one. That was smart. Like putting it together to rent a VRBO or an Airbnb. Yeah, I like that. And that, I lo- that I is great. These- and that is, yeah. again, a great experience. Now, my next category I'm calling love, love, love this category. <laughs> and Mary is going to win a special prize. Because okay. you know what Mary is doing, Liam? No. What's she doing? She, for her parents, she printed out a list of Golden Globe nominations. And then she purchased movie tickets so that over the holidays, her parents could go see movies that have been nominated for the Golden Globes. Oh, that's great. That is actionable. It's focused. There's a time period. There's a checklist aspect to it. That's excellent. That's great. I, th- I thought that I, that is a wonderful idea. Okay. Um, now, Colleen, same thing. I love, love, love this category. Colleen made a new address book for her mom with large print and she went through the address book and then you know how you have all the old addresses and you scratch those out and you write the new addresses yes. up in up in the columns and she made her mother a, a super nice big print all straightened out address book. Oh um, wow, uh, that's very thoughtful. That's I, super thoughtful. Yeah. I I love that. I love that. Okay, so those were good. Um now, in I'm just going to call this um, the tearjerker category, uh, uh, Sue, Sue F., that before her mom died, her mom gave, I can't even say this, <laughs> it's so beautiful. Her mom gave each grandchild a box with the ingredients for their favorite dish that she had made. And then she had them over and she taught them how to prepare that dish. Wow. And so that way... That even now, that all of her favorite dishes will always appear on the holiday table. Okay. Now we're all crying. This is where where we need Liz. She's unsentimental, so she she could plow through. That is very lovely. That's a lovely sentiment. Okay. Or how about this? How about Betsy S.? She took pictures of her mom with her oldest friends as well as her fr- family, oh. and then she framed them. Okay, that's super nice. I don't want to say frame bridge, but I'm going to. But <laughs> uh, sisters is the code because that is really nice because, I, you know, it's nice to have uh, pictures of you later in life with your family and friends. Those will come in handy at some point, and it's just a lovely gesture because I think people forget to take pictures, you know, as they age. So that's a super nice gesture, and to have them framed makes them special. That's great. I- Okay, and and I I love Annette because her parents live in a rural area, and so she gave them a subscription to Life Flight. She oh, doesn't wow. want to have them to ever have to worry in case there's a medical situation, and that way she doesn't have to worry. Oh so, my gosh, that's an unbelievable gift. That's isn't super that nice. nice? Yep. That's really nice. Yep. Okay, 
Now, Lian, now this is in my final category, and it's in the so beautiful, it makes me feel like a big fat loser. Okay, that's what I'm calling it. I'm calling That's what the holidays are for. <laughs> that's what I'm calling this segment. But Paige records a video each day, Lian, reading a book that her children loved when they were younger. And then she sends those videos to her children each night for the 12 days of Christmas. Wow. That is really nice. I know. I know. Isn't that lovely, <laughs> oh Leanne? I mean, I, I just, you know, I just, when I hear about these gifts, it actually makes me feel like that gives me the holiday spirit to <laughs> oh, hear I you were like all say these, I mean, <laughs> terrible. It makes me feel terrible. It does make me feel terrible, but it also makes me feel wonderful that people are out there doing, just doing and giving gifts of kindness, of aid, of help, of time, of experience, of love, of, you know, history, of memories. I mean, uh, that, that that was beautiful. All right. Julie, that's, that, that was an excellent question that you asked on the Facebook group. If you're not a member of our Facebook group, we would love to have you. You have to answer a couple of questions to get in. The group is a closed group. It's for people who listen to the podcast. That's really the only criteria But we do ask that you answer those questions. So if you're on Facebook, you can just search the Satellite Sisters and become part of the group. There's a lot of great discussion that happens there, a lot of great sharing, a lot of just fun posts that are up. It's a very convivial group over there Mm -hmm. at at Facebook. You can also follow us at Instagram. Uh, We're at Sat Sisters. And I've been doing, Mm -hmm. Liz and I have been doing Instagram Lives before each show. I know. I know. They're really exciting, Liam. Do you think our kids would accept that as one of their 12 days of (laughs) Christmas? No, no. We're still, no, no, no. See, I think when you... When you mention like Paige recording the books, I think of all the time we've record spent recording these podcasts that our sons would probably <laughs> never listen to. <laughs> Just all right. That's that's a touch of bitterness. That's entering into no, no. You're right. Into you're right. the holiday spirit, Leah. Yeah, I right. just I'm just cautioning you. Okay, you're right. You're absolutely right. All right. Uh, coming up, we're going to be speaking with Claire Tansy. She is answering your questions. So if you've got a vegan in the household, she's going to cover that. You're looking for hearty hors d'oeuvres. We're going to get that covered. How about a fun way to use leftovers? Claire is going to take that on. But first, we need to thank a couple of our sponsors here at Satellite Sisters. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at oseamalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils, I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo, yes. you can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. 
youthfulness, yeah. a youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's a, infused with Osea's signature Undarius seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. We're back and we are so happy that Claire Tanzi is back with us. Claire has become a fan favorite at Satellite Sisters. She's a chef, a teacher, and the former food director at Chatelaine Magazine. Uh, but her cookbook was what took off with the Satellite Sisterhood. Uncomplicated, Taking the Stress Out of Home Cooking uh, came out last year. She was able to be with us in L.A. But today, Claire, where are you right now? You're at home? I'm at home in Toronto, Canada, yeah. where it is snowing. Perfect. Oh, perfect. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm here in, in L.A. where it's going to be 80, but it sounds perfect in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are so happy you're back. You're going to answer some food Q&As from the Satellite Sisterhood. But tell us a little bit about what you've been doing in the last year, because I feel like you've been busy, busy, busy. Oh, my what, gosh. What do you yeah, want to it was busy. Well, first of all, I went I went all around the world, not around the world, but I went all around my neighborhood and to LA to promote my book, my first book on complicated that was such a um, uh, labor of long love, took 44 years roughly to write. <laughs> um, so I went around and, and promoted that book, which was fantastic and taught a lot of classes around it. And um, then I moved in, um, in the new year, this year, 2019, I started work on a video project for YouTube. So I never, I mean, I'm late to the game on YouTube. I know, like, you don't have to tell me that. Um, but I thought, I <laughs> we wanted thought it to... was going to be a passing fad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, like, I'm, I'm in my 40s. I don't watch videos, but other people do. So I thought I'm going to do six months worth of cooking lesson style of videos on YouTube. So I worked with two other people and we did um, 24 episodes, which was really great and really fun. A lot of actual, a lot of holiday content there. Because of course, in Canada, our Thanksgiving is like months ago. It was in October. So I did all my turkey and stuffing and gravy and stuff, all that. So that, that's all up there. Um, but then starting in about September, I thought, oh, gosh, I'm going to write another book. And so since about the middle of September, I have been focused on writing my next book, which is going to come out next year. What's it called? What's the focus? Well, it's not, you're not going to be surprised. It's called Dinner, comma, Uncomplicated. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. You're going to stick to the brand. So Ooh, that's I was, a, that is a powerful use of punctuation there. Like, yeah, you know, like I'm, a, I'm a big fan of a properly used comma. <laughs> Um, and the probably used exclamation mark, mark, um, I was surprised when the first book came out, not really surprised, but I was curious that the most enthusiastic response to the whole book, which had a little bit of everything in it was for the really easy weeknight dinners. Oh. I thought, oh, okay. So that's really where the struggle is. And that's really where people want the help, the information, the recipes. Oh, so, good. 
Yeah. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to do a whole book of dinner, uh, wall to wall dinner. And I'm doing something that I don't know me. I feel like I'm doing something nobody's ever done before, but you, the sisterhood will prove me wrong. If, if, if I'm incorrect here, the, ch- the chapters are divided by time. So like the first chapter is the 15 minute chapter. And I mean, you walk into the kitchen and 15 minutes later you're eating. So, you know, it's not like a 30 minute prep time. Like that is a total time of 15 minutes. Wow. And then the rest of the chapters will be, um, you know, there's be that like 45 minutes or so. And then a whole chapter on stuff you do in advance, you know, put in the freezer, a whole chapter on stuff that takes maybe like 10 minutes, but then you throw it in the oven for an hour. So you can go and do the kids homework or get the car washed or have a nap or whatever it is you need to do. Um, but then it's just going to be all kinds of information about like meal planning and stocking the pantry and avoiding waste and truly reinventing leftovers as well as, um, 90 brand new, uh, you know, solid gold winning recipes, um, that people love. That sounds good. Wow. That is exciting. You get sick of making the same thing and you get stumped or you're just, you run out of imagination. So that sounds really promising, Claire. Well, okay. I'm just going to make this promise though. Um, about 10 years ago on Satellite Sisters, Julie and I did a famous segment where we tested a rate. Could you really make a Rachel Ray 30-minute meal in 30 minutes? And we, do you remember that, Julie? Our producer, no, I do. Liam. Oh, was yeah. so nervous. This was like the first time Julie and I hosted this show by ourselves. And we were sweating in our kitchens. We were running. Like there was no possible way to make that 30-minute meal in 30 minutes. But um, so we may time test some of your recipes when you come back. I accept, accept the challenge. The, okay. the recipes right now are out for home testing. So I have a crew of volunteer home testers who do all this. Like they, they run all the recipes for me. So it, they are, the recipes are all out with home testers now. So we shall see if okay. you know, half of the 15 minute chapter comes back and people were like, <laughs> well, it took me an hour. Then I may need to reassess. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, my kids love that meal because it was all like potatoes, as I remember. Yeah. Every, it was just a lot of, a lot of starch. Okay. Yeah. We're excited. Okay. Now, we're going to get to our Q&A. We had some great questions about uh, holiday meals. You posted on our Facebook group, and people responded with their holiday Q&A. So let's do it. First, uh-huh. you, Mary, uh, Jane, Bruce. Uh, let's see. What, we had a lot of questions about vegans and vegetarians. Just Mm -hmm. in general, like my son's a vegan, I'm hosting some vegetarians. So do you have any blanket advice for how to incorporate vegan and vegetarian um, food into your holiday meal? It's funny. That is the question I get the most often, not just from the Satellite Sisterhood, but from everyone. What can I do that's vegetarian or vegan? So it's interesting that we have, you know, it used to be you throw a ham and a turkey in the middle of the the table and be done with it. No more. Um, Everybody is trying to include, whether out of necessity or just out of interest, some kind of main course that's either vegan or vegetarian. Um, I think, you know, you want to make it special. This is a special time of year. This is not the time for chili. Um, you want to please uh, and make everybody happy and make everybody feel included, even those, you know, snarly teens and the college students who come home and they're suddenly all self-righteous about what they will and will not eat, right? <laughs> right. So you want to yeah. make, I think you want to make a special main course centerpiece in addition to whatever else you're doing. So maybe you're doing a turkey or a beef or whatever. I think the way to go here is some kind of pie. So anything under pastry 
it's immediately special. Oh. And that can be simple pastry like phyllo pastry. You know, you can just use oil on that. It doesn't have to have any animal products in it. There are lots of ways to make pastry um, in a vegan way. And then it could be something underneath like, you know, the vegetable pot pie, a spinach and feta pie. You can take inspiration from places where Vegan food is more common, so, you know, like India, Thailand, the Middle East, um, and take inspiration from those flavors, put it under pastry, and call it the Christmas pie. I think that's a real winner when you've got vegans coming. Either that or a whole roasted cauliflower. And oh, I don't know yeah. if that's exciting. Yeah. It's that dramatic in like... photos. It's dramatic in photos, the whole roasted yeah. cauliflower. But, but is it good to eat? I, I don't know. I don't feel satisfied after just eating cauliflower, just personally. Yeah. But a pie, that, that is yeah. always satisfying. All right, that's yes. a good idea. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, go. and then some people were saying bad things about, not bad things, people were not saying nice things uh, uh, about lasagna on the satellite uh-huh. system. Oh. I mean, people, lasagna is a winner. I don't yeah. care if it's Christmas or my birthday, you can always bring me a lasagna. I think it's always a good idea. Yeah, and there are a lot of ways to make that vegetarian as well. The vegan yeah. is harder with the with the dairy, but with the it, cheese, yes, yeah. And then when it comes to the side dishes, if you know you have a vegan coming or a couple of vegetarians, I'd always say just like be considerate. You know, okay, this isn't the year to put bacon in the Brussels sprouts, right. or you can cook up some bacon on the side and people can add it as a garnish. So just be considerate in that sense. Maybe you're not going to put sausage in the turkey stuffing this year. Right. Um, I agree. But no, that it, it, there, it's not just the one person. Like there are going to be lots of people who are going to be at least curious and definitely want to taste everything. Okay. Those okay. are all good tips. We're going to make some pies. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. I can't wait. All right. So Bruce had a question. He's going to do surf and turf for Christmas. He ordered the beef tenderloin. But what uh-huh. do you recommend, Claire, for the surf? Crab, <laughs> scallop, shrimp. He's not sure what to do. Oh, this is a delightful conundrum. I mean, yeah. wouldn't we all like to have this conundrum? Um, you know, well, there was, of course, there's Shrimpsgiving, which I'm sure you guys enjoyed at yes. Thanksgiving with the Shrimpsgiving. Um, I actually think shrimp is the way to go because it is the kind of, um, it's the least complicated to cook. Um, it's the most foolproof to cook, especially if you cook it with the shell on. Something uh-huh. like scallops, oh my gosh. Like you give those things a withering glare and they're overcooked. Yeah. Uh, you, they're really delicate. So something like shrimp, cook it, get nice, big, fat, lovely ones, uh, cook them in the shell. You can even do them in the oven. Um, maybe when the beef tenderloin comes out. So I would go with shrimp. Um, and also then you can get lots more of them and lots more makes it look like uh, a little bit more elaborate, a little bit more plentiful and luxurious. Okay. That's Ooh. good advice. Shri- and shrimp is delicious. Yeah. It's good. I, it's and I, li- I like to roast it with the shells in the shells. That's a great way yeah. to cook it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this one came from Marie. She's hosting Christmas Day lunch. She's going with small plates, so that's a brave choice. Hearty appetizers. Now, Claire, she's going to make your mushroom pate, but any yes. suggestions for tried and true other hearty appetizers that work? What, what goes with that mushroom pate? Everything goes with that mushroom pate. You could just put that mushroom pate on a spoon and eat it. It's so good. Everybody loves that mushroom pate. Um, I think, of course, she's going to have to have a cheese board in there because it's satisfying and you can get lots of diversity on there. Um, you can do cheese. You could maybe do something big like a big baked brie. That's a fantastic, um, a warm, special addition to uh, Christmas time cheese board. I think she's also going to want some really good hearty dips. Um, and this is where you want to lean on your 
hummus or your lentil dip, something that has a lot of body and fills you up as well, secretly vegan. So you know there's going to be a vegan who shows up and then they can have um, some of your delicious lentil or uh, or chickpea hummus. Um, I also think about things like bruschetta. Um, Mm-hmm. Now, with the hearty appetizers, you don't really want to be fiddling in there with your fingers. I always think those fancy little appetizers that have like tied up with a chive or a green onion, all I think of when I see those things is like, oh my gosh, somebody touched this a lot. So I prefer to do <laughs> <laughs> right. I prefer to do bruschetta toppings like in a bowl, and then you put your crostini around, and people can you know add make their own bruschetta from there. Um, I also want to put in a, a big word for a veggie tray. I mean, an old school veggie tray with ranch dip in the middle of it. At this time of year, veggies seem to be few and far between. And at a certain point, you just want a salad. So if you're having a buffet or you're putting out, you know, hearty appetizers, I can't say enough for a really good veggie tray. People are going to be so grateful to that. I mean, some some people really are trying hard to, you know, stay with their diet and their program during the holidays. So that's really a relief to see that. Yeah. I have a good friend who's a real foodie and she's a real chef. Like she's super fancy, but she always has a veggie tray out and everybody just dives into it. It's crunchy, it's delicious, and you feel healthy. You know, I think with veggie trays, we've gotten so used to those pre-made ones at the at the grocery store. But if you actually yes. like peel your own carrots and put your own radishes out and steam some broccoli, it's actually super delicious. So yeah, it it's a little bit of an effort, but it's worth it. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, it. I agree. You know what? I'm I'm adding that to my list. I have oh, I'm a, yeah. I'm at, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Sarah wanted to know good things to do with leftovers. Oh yes, leftovers. Oh, this is such a good a good question. I mean, for me, the leftovers are actually the best part. I find my husband and I often say, sort of the next day when we just have everything reheated, we almost enjoy it more because there's no you know flap and fussle and bustle and everybody's just wearing their pajamas. So I love leftovers. If you don't want too many leftovers, you want to minimize your leftovers. Get ready in advance, get some plastic containers, just those little disposable Ziploc ones you get at the grocery store. And at the end of the meal, before you kind of take apart the whole buffet and start putting things away, you just invite the head of each household to come and fill a container and take it home with them. Because then your guests get to have a little special dish the next day. And if it's just one person, they can have a little little tiny bit, make a sandwich. But if it's a big family, they can take turkey and stuffing and sides and everything. And the important thing here is it gets them out of your house. You get right. the leftovers out of your house. Right. But you have to be ready for that because you can't be scrambling around and, you know, you can't find the lid to the Tupperware. And we've all been there. You don't want to be doing that after the Christmas dinner. So if you have those containers at the ready and then, like I said, you just call on that head of the household because we know the, we know who's making the decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Get them in to put together a little package um, and to get it out of the house. Okay. Now, if, if that doesn't work, yeah. if you're still left with, you know, half of a 26-pound turkey and you're absolutely lost, uh, I say do two things for the freezer. One, make a turkey pot pie filling and just put it in the freezer. You don't have to have it right away. And two, make turkey soup. Put okay. it in the freezer. I'm telling you, at the end of January, you are going to be so glad to see that stuff. You just need a little break from it right now. Right. It's good. And like with the ham, I always like make a scallop potato and ham and stick that in the freezer because that's another thing I'm happy to have. You know, the other thing I do, I buy the Tupperware containers at Thanksgiving. Guests are easily impressed when you have those in your house. (laughs) 
I know. I mean, it's a low bar. It's good. It, just do it. It's just, very impressive. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Sheila and Liz are just, their minds are blown at Thanksgiving <laughs> when I hand them right, that right. I've thought this all the way through. So that, that alone, it's just, it makes you feel good. All right. I like. So it's prep beyond the yeah, final, right. the fi- beyond dessert. Mm-hmm, final. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love this question from Angela. She's going to be hosting an after work New Year's Eve party. So Angela, we give you a lot of credit for that. And she wants to know a fast, easy, and healthy app or main idea. Now, New Year's Eve is in the middle of the work week and she's got to work all day, probably a little late. So she'd like some ideas that can come together quickly after work to bring to a New Year's Eve gathering. Okay. What do you think? All right. Big fan, a big fan of after work entertaining, because for me, it's not about the food all the time. It's about spending time with people you love. And I'm a big fan of that in the holidays, carve out time and just have a simple supper. Now, I always say for a quick after work supper, dinner party, go with pasta. Pasta is the new black. It surprises people. You can make it either healthy or you can make it indulgent. You can go like Alfredo sauce and go, ooh, baby. Or you can go a little bit healthier, lots of veggies. And it's quick and easy. And don't think that, oh, it's just pasta. I can't serve pasta to my you know, company. They won't care. Trust me. Just keep the champagne going. They will not care. If you really can't do pasta, if you're gluten-free or you're truly trying to like avoid it, I suggest fish. Fish cooks up really quickly, something like scallops or salmon or even shrimp like we were talking about before. They cook up really quickly, and you can serve that with another simple side like a rice or something like that. And then you're going to bring in, you're going to buy in the beginning and the end. So you're going to bring in some high-quality chips and salsa to start, and you're going to bring in some amazing chocolate or caramel sauce and serve it over ice cream. Uh, So you're just going to make one dish. Maybe you can make a salad, and uh, that is a fantastic dinner party. Like I said, keep the champagne flowing, and I would be delighted to be served that dinner on New Year's Eve. Oh, so would I. That sounds great. I know. (laughs) Ice cream with chocolate or caramel sauce. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's, perfect way to ring in the new year. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. Okay. Our last question from the Facebook group is from Julie. Uh, She wants to know about recipe substitutions for sugar. What works as a sugar replacement? (laughs) Well, this is an answer that might be controversial. Okay. Just just don't, just don't do it. Okay. Just it, it, like when it comes to sugar in baked goods, like let's talk, we'll, we'll separate the, the baked goods from the savory stuff. Okay. In baked goods, sugar actually it does structural work. So you can't make a cake and with applesauce instead of sugar and expect it to come out the same way. It might still very well be delicious, but it will not be the same. So I suggest you can reduce the amount of sugar by about one quarter. So, you know, if it calls for a cup, you use the three quarters of a cup. Um, but I think just just eat less of it. Now, when it comes to the savory side, say, you know, you're making a soup and it calls for, you know, two tablespoons of honey or, uh, you know, your chili takes brown sugar, just skip it. If um, really trying to cut the sugar out, then just skip it and you'll be fine. It won't make that much of a difference. It'll be a slight difference to the browning and to the flavor of the dish. Um, So that's my kind of controversial opinion, which is if it's in savory stuff, just skip it. If it's in baked goods, you know what? Just don't do it. It's Christmas. Just don't do it. Okay. It's doing structural work, people. You can tell. (laughs) I mean, Leanne and I are not bakers, so we really, we can't really... (laughs) 
<laughs> understand or, or or comment on the structural work that sugar might be doing in uh, in some kind of baked good. But okay. we believe you, Claire. Yeah, what, it's, trust me on this. I've done the research, so you don't have to. What happens at your house over the holidays? What do you do? Is it uh, is it a chore for you to cook, or do you have a set meal? Or you try something different every year. How, how does a pro handle it? Um, it's it's different every year. The great thing is that my husband also loves to cook. He's not a professional, but he loves to cook. Although he does, like my book is called Uncomplicated. He's the guy who like half an hour before 12 people are going to show up. So we'll say something like, I'm going to make a nice new interesting chutney. And I'll be like, no, no messing with the plan, stop. Um, but this year, because I'm on this crazy deadline uh, of January 3rd, which is the world's worst deadline, by the way. Wow, that is a terrible deadline. I know, I know. I'm sorry, I said it for myself. And I mean, don't don't tell me this, but my actual deadline is January 17th. Okay. But I had to tell myself that it was January 3rd so that I could build in some buffer time. Anyways, all that's to say, my husband is doing most of the cooking this year. We, His whole family lives in England, um, and often we get some of them for Christmas, but they're not here this year. My whole family lives about five hours away. So this Christmas, we're having Friends Christmas. Oh, um, fun. Yeah, which is exciting. We'll go up to see my parents um, Boxing Day, and we'll spend a bunch of days with them. But for the actual December 25th, um, we're doing a classic British uh, roast beef with all the trimmings. Um, Michael, my husband, has promised four different appetizers. Wow. So, I mean, check back in. Check back in in a couple of weeks. We'll see how that goes. Um, and I'm going to make, all I have to do is make the dessert. What are you making? And, well, I always make um, very traditional. So very a lot of British heritage in my house and in, in our family. I always make plum pudding, so Christmas pudding. Oh. But this is the crisis of my year. Um suet, which is the beef fat, which is the, the kind of critical ingredient in a lot of Christmas dishes like um, like Christmas pudding and mincemeat. Well, the main manufacturer of suet in Canada has discontinued it. And oh. so there is like a widespread shortage of suet in... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Breaking news on satellite This is it. If you're in Canada and you don't have your suet yet, panic. Now is the time to panic. Um, I actually have found my best friend's mother found some in the small town that she lives in. And at this, actually, at this very moment, as we were speaking, my my dearest friend, my sister, my satellite sister, is driving to my house with three pounds of frozen suet in her car. Wow, that okay, is now, a good yeah, Are you sure this isn't black market suet? Yeah. Oh, we don't want you to get involved in anything. <laughs> Like that. At this point, Julia, I don't care. I'll take it. We got to have Christmas pudding. <laughs> I can't wait to see the news footage of Canadians rioting over suet. <laughs> that might be maybe the most Canadian thing ever, really. <laughs> so, well, that is, I mean, we're going to be on the lookout for that. Okay. That, yeah. That's how, I'll post it on Instagram if I can find it. Please, please. All right, Claire, we're going to let you go because we know you're on deadline. But where can people find the YouTube videos? Is it just go to YouTube and search Claire Tansy? Well, it's actually for my, it's Claire Tansy's Kitchen. And okay. that's T-A-N-S-E-Y is my surname. So you can find all my videos there on okay. YouTube. Um, and a lot of them are also posted at my website, ClaireTansy.com. Okay. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's where you can find me. And of course, uncom- I just happened to notice that Uncomplicated, my book, is on sale this week at Amazon. Oh, that's a good tip. Oh, that's good yeah. to know. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm making that gnocchi dish that my family loves. Oh. I'm making that this weekend for a family party. So looking forward to that. Uh, Fantastic. Claire, thank you so much for being on, for answering our questions, for taking time out of your deadline. We can't wait for the new book, and we'll see you in the spring, okay? 
So glad to be here. Thanks, guys. Happy Christmas. You too. Merry Christmas to you. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. All right, we're back. We're heading into our last segment here of 2019. We will be back in 2020. Julie, it's our 20th year. Can you believe that? I know, uh, no, Leon, but I'm happy. I'm happy about it. Yep. I think it's going to be a good year. Yep. Mariah Carey had a big year, 25 years <laughs> in. I feel like tw- this our 20th year, great things are going to happen. Number one on the charts. We're going to be number one on the charts finally. Finally. <laughs> That'll be good. Leon, keep hope alive. That's yeah. what I say. Yeah. I think our first day back is January 6th. I don't really know yes. for sure. It's that <laughs> I'm pretty the 5th or the 6th. We're going to be back that first Tuesday after the holidays. That's when we're coming back. Uh, But we have some entertaining sisters to get through first. First of all, Julie, I am so excited to see the new Little Women, directed by Greta Gerwig. My son, Colin, and I will be going on Christmas Day, as is our relatively new Christmas tradition of just chucking the rest of the family and going to the movies on Christmas Day. <laughs> so we started I'm that- almost a little nervous, Leanne, because I just want it to be really, really good. I, know. I have such high expectations, such high hopes for this movie. Right. It's directed by Greta Gerwig. It, st- it stars uh, Saoirse Ronan, who is my Celtic queen, and uh-huh. Timothy Chalamet, who is such a talented young actor and is, uh, is someone that my son admires a lot, particularly his hair. <laughs> It just, I mean, well, you got to start somewhere. You I do. Guess. You got to start somewhere. So, so looking forward to this. It is getting good reviews, but you're right. I want to shut down all reading and listening until I actually see the movie now because I don't want to build it up so much in my head. But I'm really looking forward to this one. Okay. So, when we have our Christmas call, please do not tell me about the movie. I'm not okay? going to tell you. That's a, okay. Yeah, we have to make you. that promise. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. That's good. All right. 
Well, Leon, I wanted to uh, share with you, this is Urban Nana's um, uh, book club. or you know, These are my picks for slightly older readers, sort of 8 to 12. I have four books that I want to recommend. They're all new books. So that way, if you're still doing gift giving, you know, you don't have to worry. Well, you know, I, I don't know if they already have this book or read this book. These are fresh books. Oh, good. I, and I think that's I think that's a good way to go. My first one is Lalani of the Distant Sea by Aaron and Trotta uh, Kelly. And this is a, a sounds like a great story. It's a story of a young girl facing an impossible task. We love that. And so she sets out on a voyage to a mountain from which no one has returned, Liam. Oh. So it's a little, it's an adventure. It's got a little mystical stuff going on. It sounds like it's a very compelling story. So that, Lalani of the Des- Distant Sea. My second book, I think this would be great for a girl or a boy. It's uh, called A Wolf Called Wander by Roseanne Perry. And this is actually based on the extraordinary true story of a wolf that they, a wild wolf that they had tagged, um, who traveled a remarkable a thousand miles across the Pacific Northwest. And this is a fictionalized story of that journey. Oh, cool. That's, I love wolves. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, so that's a wolf called Wander. So that is excellent. Um, Third choice is... The Vanderbeekers to the Rescue by Karina Yan Glazer. And I like this story because I think it's kind of a book that you could read all together. You know, you might give it to a young reader or or you may decide like this would be a great book for the family to read together at night. It's about a large biracial family living in Harlem and mom has a baking business, but somehow things go wrong and the kids have to pull together uh, to make to find a path forward to fix things, and they do it with kindness and love. So oh. it's a big family, and they're gonna, you know, kids to the rescue. I think it sounds like a real winner to read. So the name of that book is The Vanderbeekers to the Rescue. And my final choice, Leanne, I mentioned at the top of the show, um, it's called Dogman Fetch 22. And this is a graphic novel, yeah. okay? And it's by Dave um, Pilkey, and he is the creator of Captain Underpants. I don't know if you've seen that movie, Leanne, but with a certain right age group, somewhere between 9 and 13, that is the funniest movie out there. It is laugh-out-loud fun, Captain Underpants. Kids love those books, too. Those books were always controversial. They were just coming out when my kids were in, like, first, second, third grade. They're easy readers, and so when they have to do those first-quote book reports— yeah, there was a moratorium on Captain Underpants books, and because they just the teachers wanted them to aim higher, but I'm like, aim at whatever they can read. That's but what, I understand. That's what I feel. I'm I'm very pro graphic novels okay, because good. you know what they're doing? They're reading a book, Leanne. Yep. They are reading words. They are not, you know, it's not no screen time. So if you have a reader that you know doesn't want to read, you know, War and Peace, you know, feels more comfortable with graphic novel. I'm all in with that. Urban Nana says that's okay. Well, I don't know. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. They're a completely different art form. They're great. Sure. They're sitting there reading a book. I love it. And yeah. Fe- Fetch 22 is funny. That's a funny, yeah. funny title. 
Dog so this is, I know. So this is good. Um, we're going to put these um, on our website and I will also put them on our Facebook group as well. Good. But I highly recommend these four books for the young readers in your lives. All right, Julie, you're bringing in a lot of good book information lately. That's yep. great. Um, all right. This this segment is for any of you headed to the Rose Bowl or the Rose Parade. I just wanted to let you know that I have updated a really extensive article I wrote two years ago with lots of insider tips, with things to do in Pasadena before the parade, after the parade, places to shop, places to eat, links to a lot of information. There's some special events happening. Of course, there's the parade and there's the Rose Bowl game. And so uh, I have an article up on SatelliteSisters.com that is completely updated for 2020. So I will post the link on our on our website and everywhere I can find a, a place to post it that Satellite Sisters might be. But I also want you to share it. If you know some friends who are going to the game, maybe their kids are marching in the parade, you know, maybe they're just going, uh, you know, to, for, for a bucket list thing. It's a fully updated insider's guide to the Rose Parade, including my secret pre-parade viewing spot. So here's oh, the deal. Leah, well, you know why you're giving like away this? that? That is, I know. I mean, this. I mean, Lynn, these are good recommendations. Yeah. There's no one you would rather go to the Rose Bowl parade with than Lee and Dolan, right? Okay, first, you know how to do it. First of all, I'm going to stop you right there. It's just the Rose Parade, and that. Okay. <laughs> that's the number one thing in my article. Don't call it the Rose Bowl parade because the Rose Parade. <laughs> that's wrong. Okay. That's simply wrong. Okay. And it's going to mark you as an outsider. But um, no, because the Rose <laughs> okay. Parade, the Rose Parade predates the Rose Bowl. The Rose Parade was first. So that's a very key piece of the history. So uh, the day before they line the floats up, you know, uh, on New Year's Eve, December 31st, but they judge them beforehand. So in various spots all over town, the parade, the floats are brought out at like three to four in the afternoon and the judges go and they're fully operational and they have to do all the entertainment and the levers go up and down and everything's fully decorated. And I love going to see the, the floats then. You can get really close. You can really study the use of the flowers. You can get up close photos. And then you don't have to go afterwards to the big area after where they park all the parades for several days. People can go see the, the floats after the parade. But this is before the parade. So that's going to be uh -huh. in my article. If you, know, if you know any ducks or badgers headed to the game or the parade, uh, send them to the article. Send them to the article. Uh, it's exciting to think about. Always love that time of year in Pasadena. It's very fun. It's festive. We're happy to have people. That's what I would say is my is my unofficial spokesperson role. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Jewel, this is it for 2019. This is our last show. So we would like to thank our sponsors. Thank you for your support throughout the year. And thanks to the Satellite Sisterhood who really supports our advertisers. It's actually, it's really the key piece of why we're, one of the reasons we're still doing the show and right. able to do it in this beautiful studio. So uh, with our great engineer, Sergio Enriquez, it's because of your support of the sponsors and the sponsor support of the show. So thank you very much. A special thanks to Sergio for coming coming in. He's such a calm presence. I know. If He's you only the best. Know. <laughs> if you only know. Uh, um, we would also like to thank the fantastic team here at Wondery. Uh, we love our ad sales teams. They have done a great job for us. They're so pleasant and fun to run into the one day of the week that we're here in the studio. We had a fantastic 2019 and we're really looking forward to 2020. And, uh, Jewel, our, our only to-do list item is to have a happy and safe holidays. Anything That's you wanted right. to Peace add to that? That's right. Peace on Earth. 
Peace on earth to everyone. That's what we're wishing you. And we're wishing you a a great deal of joy and peace over the holidays. Right on. Right on. All right, Jewel, have a great week. You too, Liam. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.